Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And for this installment of Real Presence Live... Two hours of COVID-free broadcasting on your Catholic radio station, Real Presence Radio. And uh, your hosts this morning are myself, Jack Canelli, and my lovely and beautiful and talented wife, whose name is... <laughs> Doreen. <laughs> <Yeah, okay. laughs> Good morning, everyone. I didn't leave you much room to actually expand on that other than give your name. But yeah. uh, anyway, um, anyway, we're happy to have you here. Uh, I don't know what it's like in all of our listening area, but it's colder than the Dickens here in Fargo. I, I think it was minus 7 uh, actual temperature, and the wind chill was 31 below when I got up this morning. But I think it's supposed to get up to 30 degrees, so we're we're looking forward to almost getting towards above freezing, but not quite. But uh, it's better than anything I think we've had in the last three weeks. And we've had some sunny days, which have been beautiful. Yes, they have. You know, and we've had we got some new snow the other day or last mm-hmm. week, so it you know kind of cleaned things up a little bit. So it looks nice. And uh, I guess the thing I like about light snow is it gives me a reason to go outside and shovel. Not so much that I love shoveling snow, but I can count that as exercise. You know, I'm I'm old enough that I can count uh, that as exercise and as a workout, so I don't have to go down to the Y or do anything like that. And I appreciate that. You keep our driveway so clean. Right. Not to mention keeping myself so buff, right? <laughs> uh, Jack, we're in the presence of a priest. I'm not going to lie. Okay, yes. I was <laughs> going to say the silence was kind of deafening on that one. Well, anyway, before we get to our first guest in our opening prayer, I think, uh, you know, you as being our maven of laughter, <laughs> do you have a joke for us today? I do. Yeah. Dreen's famous for this. Famous. Okay. So all you listeners out there, stand by. All Hold right. your stomachs. Okay, because it's winter, and we are immersed in it. What do snowmen call their offspring? You told me the answer earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to clear these jokes before we air them on family radio. <laughs> That's right. What do snowmen call their offspring? You better go ahead. My pause will be a uh, false right. pause. <laughs> okay. Chill, dren. Get it? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> we need a drum roll. Traz, we need a drum roll yeah. that we can use for these things, Okay. Next time, maybe. Anyway, well, we're happy to have all of you with us today. I think we got a wonderful lineup of guests. I'm really looking forward to uh, today's program, and particularly uh, our, our first guest, uh, Father Dale Kinsler, from the uh, Diocese of Fargo, currently located, living in Cooperstown, but you're also serving two other parishes, Craig? Well, uh, actually, it would be three others. Uh, <clears throat> I serve not only St. George of Cooperstown, but also St. Lawrence of Jesse, and St. Olaf of Finley, and Sacred Heart of Aneta. Okay, well, a shout-out. A mere 1,300 square miles. And I, I'm sure you want to give a shout-out to all your parishioners, and you might want to Good mention, morning. You might want to mention them. You did not win the donuts this month or this I week. <laughs> so maybe that's something you can work on when you get back home. <laughs> anyway, Father, would you open this up with a prayer first, please? Gladly. Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we give you praise and thanks for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit into our daily lives. 
Thank you for the very gift of life itself and for the opportunity to serve you through our work, our prayers, our rest, and our joys this day. We welcome your presence now into our hearts and lives, the lives of our hearers, so that we may continue to respond to your word, the holy word of our Lord Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, now and always. Amen. Amen. Father, and in the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks, Father. Now, before we start, I want to let our listeners know that uh, we're doing something a little bit different today, and that is, Father's going to be with us for a little bit extra time, uh, 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 as you may have heard in some of the advertising leading up to today's program. Father was involved in an accident a number of months ago, and it was a very bad one, and it did get uh, some attention in our local media here. And so uh, those in, the, in North Dakota, at least in the North Dakota part of our listening area, are probably familiar with what you have gone through. Our others, you know, you'll exactly. have to give them a little bit of background on that. But uh, if people have any kind of questions that they'd like to ask Father about this, because we're going to get into some spiritual aspects of things that happen there, from Gladly what I so. understand. Yes. You can call in and stump the priest. Well, they're not going to call in. We're going to let people go to the Real Presence Radio Facebook page. There we go. And they can get there by going to, uh, online, going to realpresenceradio.com, and there is a link to our Facebook page, and they can write a comment, and then... Uh, uh, Rez or somebody will be uh, uh, sending those comments into us uh, to read over the air. And so if you would like to uh, make a comment or ask Father a question that might pop into your mind as we go through the interview today, go to Real Presence Radio the Facebook page and go to the comment section. All right? And I think that's the last I'm going to mention that because I'm probably going to forget about it. So All right. anyway, let, let's, get, let's, let's just get going. And Father, if you would... Uh, uh, you know, kind of briefly introduce yourself, maybe talk about briefly about your journey to the priesthood yes. and, you know, what, what you like about being a priest. Very much so. Um, I was raised in Lisbon, North Dakota, so I'm a local boy. A Bronco. Uh, Howard and Mildred Kinsler uh, ran the Fairway Food Grocery Store in Lisbon. Uh, mother was the steadfast uh, farm girl, German Catholic. Uh, Dad was Baptist, later became Catholic. But they saw to it that we had our education in the St. Aloysius Catholic School, which was available to us at that time. And uh, by providential happenstance, I will use that word uh, with some regularity, <laughs> in 1962, when I was finished with eighth grade, Cardinal Mensch Seminary of Fargo was opening. And so we were the starting freshman class of Cardinal Mensch Seminary, and uh, we went all the way through eight years, high school and college, uh, North Dakota State, and we were free to major in whatever we wished. I had a biology and science education degree, actually, but uh, I had no major reasons to choose other than continue the path of least resistance uh, on to theology school. You know, I had no competing... Uh, um, girlfriends looking for marriage or any of that kind of thing. So it seemed to me that God was directing me toward a priesthood, so I continued on uh, with theology in St. Paul Seminary. So I was ordained in my hometown of Lisbon, North Dakota, by Bishop Dres Justin Driscoll in 1974. And, uh, of course, he assigned me to a couple of parishes, uh, St. Anthony's of Fargo, St. Mary's of Grand Forks. And then <clears throat> by that time, uh, we had uh, Bishop James Sullivan coming in, I was called back to the NDSU Newman Center for eight years, where I gladly served, and then he asked if I might consider St. Alphonsus of Langdon. So we did nine years up there, 
And uh, then Bishop Sullivan called me back here to Fargo Nativity. So after a dozen years, we had Bishop Aquila, who then sent me up to uh, Devil's Lake after a dozen years at Nativity. So They, they and, don't let you do, uh, grow roots, <laughs> do they? <laughs> we bounced up and down the valley, so uh, one of our proverbial tennis balls. Uh, but uh, then uh, after five years at Devil's Lake, uh, then Bishop Folda uh, uh, let me come to... St. George of Cooperstown, which is a smaller community than I've ever served. But uh, again, very happy to be there in, uh, I'll call it a little less busy, although very much driving involved. Even even though you do have four parishes to look yes, after. Yes, and people are, oh, poor father has four parishes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, we, 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 we've got you here to talk about the accident. Yes, and like I said, it it, it did um, draw a lot some media attention yes. here, even in in in, in the, the the North Dakota our North Dakota listening area. And I remember seeing, I saw a picture of the car. Yes, and uh, many I, people it, did. Yeah, I showed I, that picture to any yeah. and everyone who took care of me, and they go, "Oh my gosh, yeah, you it, survived that." Yeah, it was kind of like, how did they get you out of there without having to cut you into pieces? Because exactly. my recollection is the. The entire car was probably no more than uh, two feet They had to cut the car in pieces. Yeah. So, well, yes, I'll talk about that day a little bit. And, of course, uh, realizing that driving is a large part of what we do. I'm in the car uh, very, very much. Um, I had secured this car from my parents. It was a 2004 old Zolero. I called it Old's Faithful, actually, because <laughs> I got it from them with 15,000 miles on it in 2010. And uh, by the time of the accident, I had 279,000 miles on it. So I had been up. Uh, that day was the second Tuesday of the month, and I always do a nursing home mass up at Aneta. And... Uh, Earlier in the morning, and this happened to be the Feast of the Holy Cross, mm. providential happenstance. <laughs> and so I had celebrated Mass in the morning at Jesse, noticed we were short of communion hosts. So after the nursing home Mass, here I go to St. Lawrence, drop off some communion hosts, and I'm heading east then, a couple miles east of the St. Lawrence Church. I'm on the main highway at uh, highway speed, 65 miles an hour. Nothing more. But when what time of the year was this? This was well in mid-September, so it wasn't and that long ago. Actually, exactly, we're four months and change, and at that time, mid-September, the farmers are doing their pinto beans, and so what they typically do is spray a desiccant chemical. I'm told to uh, you know dry out the uh, the leaves and stems and so forth, so the beans are more readily harvestable, and that's what was <clears throat> going down. Um, there was a semi with the trailer with the chemical spray. He was coming southbound on the gravel road, which has a stop sign at that highway intersection. Um, there's a gentle rise. I was coming down that rise, and I see the truck, and uh, it's kicking up uh, dust clouds with the trailer wheels on that uh, drought-dry gravel road. And I'm looking at uh, how far he is from the stop sign, and I'm going... Oh, my gosh, he's not going to stop. <laughs> so uh, as I begin to apply the brakes, I realize uh, there's going to be a collision. And I had already stomped on the brakes enough that I couldn't then decide to take the ditch. But So what happens? I'm watching wide-eyed as my car is about to head right under the middle of the trailer. 
And so what happens then? Again, divine providence, intervention, miracle we can call it, or marvel of God's grace. Uh, we had just enough braking power that instead of sliding under the trailer uh, where I was crushed, it, the trailer wheels caught the front half of my engine compartment. It's uh, crushing it like a trash compactor. I'm watching all of this happen in what my brain is now on overdrive. And I've already, in a microsecond, said, oh, my God, is this how I'm going to die? Mm -hmm. And uh, then my next uh, microsecond breath is, Lord, I'm not ready. You know? <laughs> I mean, that thought is going through my head as I'm watching, uh, almost in what seems like slow motion now. The, the trailer wheels are crushing the front of the car and spinning me around into the ditch. So, um, fortunately, the farmer who was operating the sprayer with the chemical that was being delivered, he sees this uh, dust cloud and he comes right away and he uh, actually leans in on the driver's side and says, I've called 911, they'll be here. <laughs> so the fire and rescue team from Cooperstown uh, was there within uh, you know, probably 10, 15 minutes. A couple of local farmers who are parishioners of mine were already there on scene by the time the, the crew with the jaws of life and, uh, of course, the ambulance comes in. Um, and they're asking me, uh, are you okay? And, well, I think so. <laughs> they, they put a collar <laughs> on me. I'm and, talking yeah, to yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't move your neck. You know, well, I'm, I think I'm okay. But I'm watching blood drip down on my arm from a uh, blow to my cheek and so forth. And, well, long story short, it took an hour to get me out of there. It felt like my right leg, which I had slammed the brakes with, uh, felt like it was jammed under the brake pedal. Well, they could see differently. What had happened was the uh, passenger compartment was also compacting, and so my, <clears throat> my uh, tibia fibula of the right leg simply had no room, so uh, the, the leg broke in half, uh, basically, and the... the uh, lower part of the leg was poking through the skin and they could see that i imagine but uh they didn't tell me so so i'm fortunate i didn't look at the leg or i would have fainted uh my left knee meanwhile was also jammed under the driver's side door which had uh pushed open and so i couldn't move that so it took an hour an hour to get me out of the car get me to the helicopter to air flight me to sanford okay so. well I guess cliffhanger. We, 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 yeah, cliffhanger. More to come, but we're coming up on a break. But I guess maybe on the other side of the break, we should give a warning that we might have some graphic content here. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> or maybe we've gotten past well, it. But anyway. Well, people that have seen the x-rays go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, we're, we're at a break. So uh, you're listening to Real Presence Live. And we're talking to Father Dale Kinsler. And uh, your hosts are myself, Jack Kennelly, and my wife, Doreen. And stay with us, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. 
From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, Real Presence Radio listeners. I'm Doreen Canelli, and I'm here with my husband, Jack. And we are incredibly blessed to have sitting with us in, in this office in Fargo, North Dakota, Father Dale Kinsler who is uh, in the middle of sharing with us a near-fatal accident that he miraculously survived. And he just went through kind of physically what happened um, on that September morning. <laughs> yeah, and, and one thing that really impressed me, Father, before the break when you said as you were sliding into this truck and seeing the wheels go over the front of your car and you said, Lord, I'm not ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I'm thinking, because I sometimes I think to myself, you know, if I get into a situation like that, I'm afraid I'm going to say something that's probably a little less uh, <laughs> towards prayer. <laughs> well, and, it was really uh, not I'm really, time to utter any such <laughs> no, no. I was just so impressed with, you know, you, you having that presence of mind. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I hope I can do something like that if I'm ever okay. in such a situation <laughs> rather than, you know, what... Well, right, and I want to uh, reflect on that. I mean, the the mind, of course, uh, my brain went into overdrive as uh, we're watching this scene unfold, and I think I'm about to die. That brain, probably within a microsecond, was thinking these thoughts. Now, uh, bear with me on this, but uh, <clears throat> my firm belief is that since heaven is timeless, as we teach that... Uh, <clears throat> God can work in a nanosecond or less. So, And uh, I'm actually writing some reflections on this, but as I'm about to slide under the car, uh, which I'm titling Three Feet from Death, 
<clears throat> because another three feet and I would have been crushed. <clears throat> but that extra three feet of braking power, I believe, was supplied by divine intervention. And that's the miracle of grace of which we speak. So, <clears throat> really, uh, my concept, and I was thinking of this as I was laying in my hospital bed the next day, and, oh, God has really intervened to let me live. We're calling me Father Dale 2.0 now, <laughs> my second chance <laughs> second on chance. life. But uh, in that nanosecond that God could work, uh, the Holy Trinity in conversation with, I think uh, it could call in an, an assembly of the angels and saints uh, who would be involved in uh, among them, I would think, would be Howard and Mildred Kinsler, my parents from whom I got the car. And should we bring him home? And says, well, he'll be with us soon enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think what, one thing that might astound our listeners after listening to your description of, you know, and I don't know if that was the complete description of all of your uh, injuries that you were experiencing at the time, that uh, you walked in here with nothing but a cane. Correct. To assist and I'm just you. kind of holding the cane as a sort of wand at this point, just yes. for a little bit of security, you, especially on the ice out there. And you made, it, you, you made it up the stairs on your own. So and yeah. this is only five months after this. Four months and change. Yeah. yeah. Four months and change. Okay, but who's yeah. counting? Right. You're like my wife. You can make a good story even better. That's <laughs> because it's true. Yeah, you got it from your dad. <laughs> anyway, let, let's pick up. Uh, okay, you had a broken this and a broken that. Yes. Uh, I don't, have you talked about the injuries on, on ear? Well, we were just kind of talking about where his legs were. Well, we're in the middle of the celestial conference, if I may also add that I believe uh, my two guardian angels, and I love to say that I've got two, because (laughs) one for the priest, Father Dale, and his ministry activities, and then the other one for the athletic endeavors, for which I'm well known, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my bicycling and running and whatnot. Uh, So I've risked... uh, my well-being doing these athletic things as well. So both of those angels are are in conference. You know, he could be better prepared. <laughs> so let's let him go back and see if he can do a little better. <laughs> oh, actually, I had all, all, always assumed, and I'm age 73 now, I was 72 at the time of the accident, that I would live to 95 or 100. Uh, you know, my dad was 96, and he was a smoker, for heaven's sakes. Wow. <laughs> I've never smoked a cigarette. So <laughs> I've done uh, cardiovascular, uh, a lot of the right things uh, health-wise, but uh, nonetheless. So I was probably too presumptuous about, uh, you know, the next uh, part of my life. As a matter of fact, the news story on the accident says Father Kinsler still plans to hike the Appalachian Trail when he retired. <laughs> Which will be in two years, five months, and uh, six days. Uh, no, who's yeah. counting? Yeah, yeah, but who's counting? <laughs> right. right. Oh, that's wonderful. Where were we? We were, well, uh, yeah. Your your leg was broke, and uh, the uh, the uh, first responders were there, and some of the local farmers and parishioners were there too. Uh, that took about an hour to get you cut out of the yes. car with the jaws of life, and so. Uh, Continue. Right. Well, fortunately, uh, of course, word spread far and fast. Uh, One of my parishioners, my lay director, called the dean, who called the vicar of clergy. So Bishop Folda already knew about the thing. Father Ackerman, uh, who's pastor at the uh, 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 West Fargo, Holy (laughs) Cross Parish, was there ready to anoint me as I was brought into the emergency room and prepared for surgery. So that was wonderful. He took my cell phone. <laughs> I was able to actually produce the wallet out of my hip pocket for the people that were tr- 
Where, where were you brought for your surgery? I was brought to Sanford. I was air flighted by oh. helicopter, which had landed right on the Sanford highway. Sanford in Fargo? Correct. Oh. To, yes. And so, so uh, yeah, the, Dr. Anthony Brown uh, surgically repaired my right uh, leg uh, with a rod and screws. And <laughs> to my surprise, he says the very next day, well, now you can put all the weight on that foot that you can bear got to be kidding <laughs> that you can day. bear <laughs> absolutely so, well and i was sent within 48 hours to the pam rehab hospital here uh-huh. because she said well you're a you're a candidate for therapy and we've got an opening so yeah. well okay so therapy began that therapy soon began after? within 48 hours of the of the accident were there actually, well the following day mm-hmm. actually Mm-hmm. Was there any internal uh, injury? That was part of the the miraculous part of it, that there were no internal energies, although I had a severe headache for three days. I couldn't sleep for mm-hmm. three days. I had abdominal pains, and of course, anesthesia, you're waiting and hoping for bowels to move and all of that. So the abdomen and the head uh, really complained mm-hmm. uh, for a long while, but uh, gradually that, that went better. Uh, the rehab folks by, um, you know, by that weekend were getting me up uh, to walk the parallel bars. It, now you're going to take six steps. Now, you're kidding me. <laughs> you know, so they had to have two nurses uh, belt and uh, hoist me up to those parallel bars. And I'm jealously, uh, with what I call energetic envy, walk, watching this 90-year-old lady on her walker <laughs> walk into the uh, therapy room uh, to physical therapy. And I go, if only I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought a week before that? Yeah. So those therapists are tough on you, aren't oh, they? Oh, they were tough, but uh, they got results. Uh, by the time I was released on October 5 from Pam, I was able to walk at 50, 60 feet with the walker. Well, they have to make you anxious to get out of there. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I had to guarantee to them that I had uh, you know, angel helpers at home so I could go to my rectory and uh, continue with home health care there rather than go to a nursing home, uh, you know, uh, what you call swing bed arrangement. So you were only in the acute care hospital for two days? Um, it, was it? Well, yeah, uh, right, Sanford Hospital for two days, then the PAM rehab for the better part of three weeks. Right. Yes. Okay. Wow. Did you, um, what was the question I was going to ask you? Oh, the style of your rectory, is it? Do you have a lot of stairs to deal with? Uh, well, that was part of the fortunate thing. Uh, in our, I go in through the garage, and there's a mere two steps. I had them build a little ramp, so we were ready to wheelchair me up the ramp <laughs> into my rectory. And it was with, with fractions of an inch, I could clear the doors into the bedroom and the bathroom and so forth. So we were set up, and I had a couple of really uh, helpful volunteers that Got me up in the morning, put me to bed at night, brought meals, and all of that. So, oh. Father, the 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 darkness was the accident, and can you share with us the bright lights in all of this? I mean, the, the fact that you're here is like right. a blinding yeah. light. I but... did not have what you call those near-death experiences okay. where my soul leaves my body mm-hmm. or any of that kind of thing. I was uh, out here together, soul and body, <laughs> throughout the whole experience. And so, but I did, uh, I mean, the next day certainly uh, very, was clearly aware that God has done a special thing here. Mm -hmm. And 
<clears throat> that there must be some reason for me to still be here alive on this planet. <laughs> and uh, that was uh, the, the clear revelation to me, A, uh, you could indeed be better prepared. Let's really be ready next time. <laughs> and so um, that, to me, was the, the prime directive, if, if there would be one, <clears throat> is that uh, I would work on rebalancing my priorities in life. Uh, for example, <clears throat> prayer uh, rose to the top of the heap <laughs> in my, in my yep. priorities, way above running and golf and biking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I have not missed uh, the liturgy of ours, one stitch of of uh, that prayer, which is well considered an obligation for us priests and religious and deacons. Um, you know, I'm still working on uh, enhancing that prayer life, but of course, uh, all of the means of daily mass and the sacraments, uh, regular confession. You know, I want to make sure that I'm in a state of grace where I've done nothing to displease the Lord, and that's been my my goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're coming up on a break in just about one minute, but we did, we got a comment for you, Father, and I don't know if it's a parishioner, but it, she says, or I don't know if it's a she, it's HK or the initials, and it says, if you send me a picture of the car, I'll put it on Facebook if you want. <laughs> so if you if you haven't put it on Facebook, you've got some IT help that will right, do right, that Right, 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 okay. You. Well, I don't know how to do that myself, but I've got the picture here on the phone. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I guess HK will have to maybe <laughs> okay. give you a call. and right. a text. Or a text or something like that yes. and uh, take care of that. But anyway, I wanted to make sure we didn't, sure. I didn't lose this, uh, this comment that we got. So that heightened awareness from this of we need to be prepared and... And the way in which you, you, you received that was right. really that the um, necess- necessity of a, a good and rich prayer life. Right, and that's my prime uh, message is there's nothing more important in this life than being ready for the next. Mm-hmm. We're coming up on a break right now, but we can talk some more about this on the other side. And uh, for our listeners, uh, thanks for being with us. You're listening to Real Presence Live with Jack and Dreen Knelly. We're talking Live. with Father Dale Kinsler. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is available on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, Okay, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, Play Sioux Falls, or Play AM 970, or Play WWEN. From there, you can use words like Play, Pause, and Stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Google Assistant devices. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. Do you know that your prayers today can still aid in the salvation of someone who died years ago? I'm Father Chris Alar. God is outside of time, and since he is all-knowing and all-powerful, he knows every prayer you will ever make and has the power to apply those graces to any point in time, past, present, or future. 
So if you have lost anyone, especially to suicide, and think that they are eternally lost, you can still help them. God can take your prayers from today and give someone grace at the time of their judgment because he forever knew that you would make that prayer and he wants you to help them accept his offer of salvation. So there is still hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back to the show, as he said. And uh, it's Real Presence Live, and we're talking with Father Dale Kinsler about his near-death experience on the highways of North Dakota. Uh, I am your host. Experience not in that sense of the soul leaving the body, but being three feet from <laughs> what could have been death. Yes. Right, and and the question I didn't ask you in the first segment was, um, did things slow down? You know, people talk about in, in these kind of traumatic situations where it's kind of like everything went into slow motion. Did that happen? Yes, right. Absolutely. Well, I've heard from a number of people and with whom I share my story. They have some kind of similar instance where hopefully they weren't uh, as severely injured, but uh, when that uh, crash about to happen kind of thing uh, for, I don't know the mechanisms of the brain that caused this to happen, but it's like you watch the whole thing unfold in slow motion, basically. Mm -hmm. And yes, it was, I mean, mind-wise, it could have been three minutes worth (laughs) from that uh, trailer wheels uh, compacting my engine to the time that I was spun around clockwise into the ditch and here I am gasping for breath. Mm-hmm. And, and all of this you recall. I recall it yeah. very clearly. And imagine not too fondly either. <laughs> no, I, I still have flashbacks to that right. moment. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how your faith kind of helped you through this whole uh, situation. And, you know, you know, you kind of mentioned a little bit how your, your parishioners, your community kind of yes. uh, you know, came to your help as well. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? Right. Well, let's start with the fact, and again, I mentioned it was the Feast of the Triumph of the Holy Cross on September 14, <laughs> the day of the accident. So that uh, did not escape my attention that uh, the Lord has a message for me somehow through all of this. And I wanted to share something from today's Office of Readings. It's the Feast of Timothy and Titus, but yesterday was the conversion of Paul. So here we have from a homily by St. John Chrysostom. He says, Though housed in a narrow prison, Paul dwelt in heaven. He accepted beatings and wounds more readily than others reach out for rewards. Sufferings he loved as much as prizes. Indeed, he regarded them as his prizes and therefore called them a grace or a gift. Now, it would be a stretch for me to call that accident a gift and a grace, but in that sense it was because, again, A, I had a large wake-up call, you know, be ready. Uh, I have even shared my story with high school students uh, at uh, our Friday pizza discussion class, we call it, where we go into the high school. I shared my witness and showed them the PowerPoints with the car and all of that. And I said, you know, I don't wish to scare you, but uh, this could happen to any one of you at any time. So we want to be in a place where we are in good relationship with the Lord, that kind of thing. So, but yes, uh, faith 
And uh, the presence of God certainly was manifest in the rescue team, um, in those who assisted me when I was uh, brought home and uh, through the home health care period, uh, volunteer drivers who have been taking me to my uh, ministry of the masses up till this very weekend. Uh, I've begun to drive myself, but I, I have volunteer drivers uh, who are getting me to the places I need to be so I can conduct my priestly ministry. Uh, now pretty full. Uh, I did have substitute priests uh, for the better part of two months. And, of course, uh, all of the people from our parish and uh, other extended family and friends. Uh, well, I'll mention uh, Chris and Gina, my marriage encounter friends uh, that uh, worked with me in marriage encounter. They were there in the rehab hospital to bring me the things that I uh, needed and uh, some clothing so, and all of that. So throughout the, the, the whole process, uh, we've had just wonderful people. And everyone in Cooperstown, oh, it's good to see you up, uh, Father. <laughs> Everyone's been praying. I'm, I have told them I'm riding on the wings of your prayers because, seriously, I had over 150 cards and by Christmas time, 250. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I'm trying to respond to all of those. But the outpouring of kindness, uh, well wishes, prayers has been amazing. And certainly that has been a large part of my physical recovery is having the spiritual offerings. I suppose people were bringing you food as well, so uh, you didn't have to cook. And I had to be careful not to eat everything that they brought to me, because <laughs> I would be way larger than I am. Right, but you're not telling people to let up on that right now either. <laughs> no, I think no, we should kind no, of milk I, this I, as long as you no, can. I, I gratefully receive what's offered, and we can tuck things into the freezer. <laughs> so That's right. So they, uh, it, so it sounds like you're, the community really kind of... Uh... The community has rallied uh, with wonderful support. And uh, an interesting thing uh, that I wrote an article we do uh, each uh, once a month, I write as one of the four ministers who contribute to our county paper. And my last article was uh, titled, The Better We Get. And my mantra is, as I'm getting better, the better I get, the easier it is to get better. Now, that simply is the fact that I can now put both feet on the ground and walk without the cane, even. I did a mile on the track uh, last week, even went for two miles just to prove I could do it. So, <laughs> so, but now we can go to the activity center, uh, lift some weights, and walk around the track and uh, ice-free and uh, continue you know, physical therapy. But in the meanwhile... Uh, my thought was that there are people with permanent disabilities, be it cerebral palsy, be it strokes, be it uh, the ongoing effects of age. And I have to realize I am in the fourth, fourth quarter of the football game myself. You know? mm -hmm. I'm getting better now, but then, then comes the inevitable. But uh, throughout this process, we can get up off our spiritual hospital bed and get moving. <laughs> that would be my, my urge uh, to folks if uh, what you need to do to be more ready for the life to come is get back to church. You know, we've lost a lot of members uh, thanks to COVID and whatnot. Get to church, get to confession, start praying, you know, do what you need to do to get up off of that spiritual hospital bed. What you're saying, Father, reminds me of um, in elementary school, I went to St. Mary's in Grand Forks for grade yes. one through four. And one of the teachers, I think her name was Sister Mary Joel, 
said, asked this trick question, if you knew you were going to die tomorrow, what would you change? Exactly. And, the, and, you know, we all had our ideas of what we would do. And she said, those are wrong answers. You shouldn't have to change anything. You should be living the way <laughs> in ready to die tomorrow. That so. is the right <laughs> answer. Right. I'm guessing that this event has changed your messaging as a priest. Exactly, pastor. because I will uh, think of things that, uh, well, that I continue to be learning in a much more direct intervention kind of style. Um, I'm uh, doing what I call a body-soul makeover. In other words, I was well enough to attend the priest's retreat at Maryvale uh, the first or second week of November, and the 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 priest or the well, yes, the the uh, retreat master was Bishop Andrew Cousins, the new Bishop of Crookston, and. I was able to visit with him personally, and we acknowledged uh, the intervention of God by his grace. And uh, in between one of the sessions, I stepped up to him and said, you know, your talks are hitting home much more directly than if I had not been knocked off my horse on the road to Damascus. <laughs> Literally. We both chuckled about that because we know well the reference to St. Paul and his great conversion. Right, yeah. I, I wish, you know, we're, we're limited with... Being on the radio, we don't have a picture because I think, um, you know, when you look at the pictures of the car that uh, after the uh, after the crash, uh, it would certainly uh, impress upon our listeners that you know what you actually survived. Yes, and granted, you know, I mean, when you're listening, you're saying, "Well, he broke a leg, and he <laughs> broke this, and he had some." You know, kind of got well, and that's uh, you know the other side of the coin is all sorts of people break a leg, or all sorts of people tear a knee. You know, so what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> toughen up, Kinsler. But uh, on the other hand, the circumstances of that accident. Uh, now, I just looked at the stats uh, for the first half of 2021. There were 20,000 vehicle deaths. So why was I not one of them? I got home and saw in the St. Paul paper that uh, Father Denny Dempsey, a contemporary of mine, was hit by a driver who had an expired license and had had that license revoked ten times. He was bicycling, Father Denny, Mm -hmm. and uh, just doing what you ought to do as a bicyclist, far part of the shoulder, and and he was taken on the 25th of October. Mm-hmm. Now, why was he taken and I was not? Not because I was holier than Father Dennis Dempsey, but uh, simply because God had more work for me to do, mm-hmm. say, and to get better prepared. <laughs> well, we'll be we'll be looking forward to what he has in mind for you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and we'll be watching very carefully. Well, and and tongue in cheek, I say, uh, you know, God is telling me, okay, I gave you a favor. Now you owe me one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're, we're coming to the end of our segment, Father, but uh, before that, oh, dream. Of- I, I just have a question. Um, I My heart is aching for the gentleman driving the semi, you know, as you're telling this story. Have you been able to have any contact with him? Um, well, that is a very interesting question and a very timely one because, of course, we've got the whole situation of, uh, you know, third-party responsibilities and what's going to happen with uh, paying the bills, and there's all that legal side of things. And, of course, uh, we're still in process with all of that. But I have a very fine parish member who's now working with my youth group, and she 
uh, works with the wife of the young man who hit me. Wow. So I simply indicated to her, please let the wife know to tell the young gentleman that uh, God forgives him, as do I, and I hold nothing against him. So it's kind of a third-party uh, um, um, relay communication mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. this point. I don't know legally uh, how all of this uh, shapes up, mm-hmm. but spiritually, I absolutely know that young man needs, oh. to, needs to be relieved. Yes, that's so beautiful. Yes, I think, I and think God provided should, the way. <laughs> I think you should be calling that day the triumph of the Holy Cross. Triumph road. of the Holy Cross, absolutely. Cross road for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Assuming it was a crossroad that you were at. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, Father, do you have time for, I think we've got time for a quick blessing, if you would, right. before we close out the okay. segment. And with the intercession of Saints Timothy and Titus and St. Paul and the communion of angels and saints, we ask you, Heavenly Father, to continue to be with us. Bless us for the journey ahead in body and soul uh, to the day of your calling us home. And may the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Now, Thank you, Father. Up next, find out which priest will win donuts this week. And we know it's not Father Kinsler, but then uh, maybe next time. And later on, we'll be debunking myths about the Inquisition. So stay tuned to Real Presence Live, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 